<clears throat> okay, so we, uh, we started last week, letter five. Um, the title of the letter is Education, and uh, it, will come, it will become apparent um, a little bit later what, uh, what he means by that, by education. Um, but he kind, of, he kind of begins reiterating the things that he said before, the idea that man, um, the idea that everything in the world Hashem created in the place and with the capabilities to fulfill the task that Hashem wants it to fulfill, right? Every creation is fulfilling a specific role in the universe, Human beings are also, right? We are, of course, given free will uh, to choose to do or not to do what Hashem, you know, the, the task that Hashem gave us. Um, but the human being, of course, is the most powerful of all creations. He has the greatest intellect. He has, you know, the mind, the fact that he's standing upright, the fact that he can do so much with his, with his hands and his brain, right? And so, therefore, the human being's role is much more significant than everything else. So, understanding this, you also correctly infer that indisputably, we're on page 76, Man requires a revelation of the divine will, right? That's very important. In other words, every other animal, there's no, there's no reason for the Torah, for Hashem to do a Maimon Har Sinai um, for, for the ducks, right? Because the fact that it, Hashem didn't have to tell the ducks, you know, in, in sitting there on Har Sinai, I want you to quack and I want you to float on water and I want you to eat the bread and I want you to do this, I want you to mate only with other ducks. There was no reason for Hashem to tell the ducks that because Hashem gave it instinct, did not give it free will. So anything that the duck wants to do instinctively is what Hashem wants it to do. So no reason to have a revelation in order to tell the duck what to do. He created it, that's the duck's instinct. Human beings, right, who can choose not to do what Hashem wants it to do, well then they have to be told what to do. There has to be some sort of revelation to them in order that they should know what to do, right? Um, right? So he says, whether from the outside or from within himself, right? Hashem had to kind of give some sort of natural mechanism that a person should know instinctively what's right, even if he can choose not to do it, or in both ways, which again, we'll get to Hashem when we talk about the Klal Yisrael, exactly how Hashem, Hashem actually told us what He wants us to do. The fact that you're unable to follow my quotation from the biblical text does not surprise me. Right? In other words, you know, because like we said many times, that the 19 letters is an introduction to a sefer called Maria. Right? So really, he's kind of just giving a summary of his Ashkafa, but he's not really telling you where he gets this from in the Psukim. For the time being, you'll have to accept my brief outline as a working hypothesis. Just accept that what I'm telling you is Eiskehalten, that is based on the Torah and Chazal. Test it for its intrinsic truth. Right? In other words, right? familiarize yourself with this thought. Suppose this idea is actually contained in the Torah, and leave it to me to prove to you later on that it really is. In other words, he's kind of, again, referencing that he will be putting out this other book, called Maria, where he's going to prove it. Now, of course, he doesn't end up putting out Maria for some reason. No one really knows. Not really clear why he never put it out. Um, but he did make up for it by his Pirish on Chumash, which really fills in all the missing pieces and shows how everything is really contained, you know, how this idea, if you read through his Pirish on Beratius, you really get a sense of, you know, the whole Chumash Beratius, you'll really get a full sense of the first, you know, with ten letters over here. There's also another point, right? Meanwhile, let us continue. There's another point here that I think is, is really hinted to, and I think it's important. You know, very often, at least today, you know, I'm not involved in Kiriv. I have a, a little bit, you know, here and there, I've delved del- in Kiriv, Rechaikim, right? And the, the question that always comes up are questions of evolution, right? Questions of proving God. It's like, that's the big thing these days, is proving God. Right? And again, that's, that's a flawed premise for a lot of reasons. But, you know, Rav Hirsch would say, okay, we'll, we'll deal with that question. You know, people... Are, they have to kind of mentally think that it makes sense. If they've been told that God is ridiculous, you have to provide them some at least way to, to mentally accept it. I, you know, it's fine. But if we're saying, let's assume that what I'm saying is true, right? Let's assume that, that this is what the purpose of man is. This is what the this is what idea of being a yid is. 
accept that. Just listen to it, accept it as if it's true, and try to live your life and think about these ideas. And, I, you know, and there's an intrinsic truth just in that, right? Just by, it will ring true, right? A person that lives a life of Tyra, lives a life of, 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 uh, of, of you know, of, of, of what Hashem wants him to do, there will be bracha in his life which will be the greatest proof. And the idea of proving God will become much less important. Right? And that's, again, that's a very basic idea of the Bible. I must have talked about it a lot. But in general, you know, very busy with proving and this. Then, then Yiddishkeit becomes just a mathematical equation. Again, there is a role. Obviously, some people, they, need, they, you know, they, they have to come to Yiddishkeit that way. Right? But for the most part, read the Torah and accept it as if it's true. And then you could start, you know, uh, then we could start, you know, getting into some of your... Right? But in other words, it's something to, to recognize the beauty and value in this way of life and in what, you know, what, what the role here of man is and what you... Right? That, that is a very, very important first step. Even if... Right? This is Chazar of her says, Halavai azvu, Right? Abandon me. Right? In other words, abandon Hashem. I don't believe in Hashem. Right? Completely ignore Hashem. The Tairasi Shamaru, but keep my Torah. Live your life as a Yid. And, and, and read what, you know, what the Torah is saying, whether or not you actually you could abandon Hashem, right? And the Ur is Mechzir Lamutam. The Ur, the light of living a life of Torah, of studying Torah, that will, that will alone bring you Lamutam and will bring you back to Hashem. All right. So I used to joke by night say there, that you got to leave God out of Judaism, right? And people, you know, I like, to, I like to be inflammatory, you know? So that's the problem nowadays, there's too much Hashem, you know? Again, it's, it's this idea that there's a way to come about it, you know, from the other direction of, do the Torah, keep the Torah, study the Torah, and that alone, and then obviously, of course, it's all Hashem, and that, but the point is, how, how are you going to come to it? You know, do you start from Hashem, or do you start from the Torah? And this is is recommending, you know, just suppose this is actually contained in the Torah, suppose this is the Emma, suppose this is what you're supposed to do, and now, okay. So guided by the Torah, we have discovered the position of man within creation. He's to be neither God, nor slave of his earthly world, but a brother and fellow worker. Right? He's not a god of the world. He's not a slave to the world. He's a worker. He's a brother. He's, he's, he's put into this world to, to, to serve the world, to give to the world, to take in order to give, and to be a, to be a member of the circle of life of this universe. Right? It's interesting. The verse says that, you know, people, uh, you know, that the Mepharshim say this really, right? That man is called Adam because he came from Adama. Afram and Adama. The verse says, Every animal was taken from Adama. He says the fact that Adam, his body was formed from Adama is what he has in common with every animal. He says it's just the opposite. Adama is called Adama because it's the realm of man. It's the arena of man. Adam is called Adam. He goes through why. He says, Adam of red, whatever the reason why he's called Adam. But Adama is, that's the place of Adam, right? That's why it's the opposite. Okay. However, because of the nature and scope of the service, he holds the rank of the firstborn. He's to be administrator of the earth and it is his task to attend to everything on it, further written according to Hashem's order. Because, Hashem, because man has so much power, so not only does he have his own role, right? it's like every creation has its own role, but his role actually is broad. His role encompasses everything. Right? We, we can actually you know, take every animal, every creation, and we could use it and form it in order to further the rest of Hashem. Right? Uh, you know, every other animal, let's say, or any other creation is limited, right? limited in its scope. Right? Uh, okay, uh, you know, the, uh, the animal, the, the lion... You know, it can, it can bring the, uh, the deer to its tafkas, you know, by, by eating it, right? That's what Hashem wanted this deer to be in this world for, right? But that's it. The, the animals, the lion's scope is very limited. The lion, the lion has no, nothing to do with nuclear energy, has nothing to do with, uh, you know, the laws of physics, nothing to do with art, nothing to do with, you know, with gold and silver. But a human being, a human being has everything, right? His shlita, his, his domain is over every aspect of the universe. We have the amazing power to really, to harness, you know, the greatest powers on the universe. And we have to do so as bring it and do it what the Rasa Hashem is. 
It is only from Hashem, the source of all power that he's received his right to appropriate the world for his own use. And with this privilege comes also the duty to take only that which Hashem has permitted and to use it according to his will. Hashem gave you the power, right? And everything that you're doing in this world has to be according to the will of Hashem, according to what Hashem wants you to do. And there's this beautiful um, paragraph where Hirsch says, I should have brought it in. He talks about Shabbos and he talks about how, you know, the idea of Shabbos is, to, and we'll see this later, to remind the person what is role. Six days you can work. Right? Six days Hashem says, the world is your oyster. Right? You have, man is given the greatest, greatest power. And once a week we remind ourselves that this is all from Hashem, right? And he says, now, if without the lesson of Shabbos, he says, nowadays we're worried about, you know, our next door neighbor. He says, and said, the time will come when we're going to have to start worrying, right? He, he like hinting to like the idea of like nuclear energy and weapons of mass destruction and biological weapons, right? Because people are, are working in this world, they're science, without recognizing that is what, you know, it's what Hashem wants. What does Hashem want from here? It's not just, okay, you know, like they're, they're doing now, um, you know, this CRISPR business, right? Where they're modifying DNA and they're taking DNA and they're trying to change it in the, in the, in the, in the cell of, of, of a, right? And who knows what, you know, crossing the germline here, who knows what could, right? Using science just as an end unto itself and not according to the way Hashem wants and within the limits of Hashem wants. Six days you can work, but you have to make sure, right? Adam, Adam was born on the sixth day. Means before he began his six days, he needed that Shabbos, right? And that, that's, so, so, you know, we, 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 we think that eh, science is an end unto itself, right? Even science, if Hirsch says, you know, Hashem brings, uh, Hashem brought Adam, all the, all the animals. Right? Everything that Adam called it, that was his name. Right? What's it, what does it mean to assign something a name? Right? You, know, you don't find this so much in, like, uh, in English names, like in Latin, right? Names are descriptive, right? You have the genus and the species, right? In other words, giving something a name is, is a scientific endeavor. It's looking at its nature and kind of identifying it, right? Hashem told Adam, I want you to pursue science, right? I want you to look into creation and try to figure out the creation. That's also, that also comes from Hashem. Right? Without Hashem, then science really also has no foundation. Right? Who says that reality is reality? Right? Without having a permission from Hashem to pursue science, we have all our wonderful theories. It's all a big migdal pareches pa'avir. Good for man should therefore be only that which corresponds to Hashem's will and to the intent for which He created things. What is good? Right? Not what you want to do. It's what Hashem says you should do. And evil only that which conflicts with his will. Good and evil is not what appeals to a person or repels him, what agrees or disagrees with his desires, right? I'm born this way. This is what I want to do. It must be good, right? This is what I want. This is natural. This is how I feel, right? Or what suits or runs counter to some arbitrary goal set by man himself without taking into consideration, right? They have, uh, that's, that's the whole world, right? Uh, all these arbitrary things of definitions of what's good and bad, right? The ticking olam and all the other you know, garbage that's out there. This is what I think is good. No, good and bad is what Hashem says, that's what's good, and bad is what Hashem says is bad. Right? Now, as we'll see in a second, right? this idea of, uh, of the Eitz Hadas, Toivara. First says, the idea, it's called Eitz Hadas, is Hashem Seifa, right? This tells you what is good and bad. Now, there's nothing good and bad about the tree, right? It's, Hashem says don't eat it, that is bad. Hashem says you could eat it, then that is good. Toivara is dependent on what Hashem says. Self-indulgence, self-gratification, self-aggrandization, and following the whims of one's hearts are not man's purpose in life. Right, just to be an animal, that's not what life's about. His task, rather, is to ennoble everything, including his urges and physical needs, by putting them to the service of Hashem's will, seeing them only as the means to the fulfillment of his mission. And that's an important point over here. Obviously, our behavior is meant to be serve the rest of Hashem. How does Hashem want us to do? What Hashem wants us to, 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 to do things to further his will, to bring the world to its tafkis, to, to, to elevate everything in this world, to be part of this universe, be part of this massive world and elevate it and, and do the rest of Hashem here. But it's not only that, right? His urges and physical needs, right? Our physical needs, right? So physical needs, obviously a person is given with, uh, with, with tremendous drives, right? Yeah, those also have to be put to Hashem's will. 
right? To, to exercise your free will, to stay away from certain things, to exercise your passions in order to pursue it towards building a family or to, you know, whatever it is, you know, seeing that, even like emotions, we feel like this, this, this idea that like, you know, if a person feels something, then like, okay, this is how I feel. Well, no, you, you decide how you feel. Now you can decide how you want, you want to focus on, how you want to channel your, your emotional energy, what you want to focus and pay attention to, what do you want, you want, what do you want to think about. Something pops into your mind, okay, this, this is a machshot. No, you, you, you could control that. You have to take your mind, right, and you have to channel it towards, right, there's like a chazal say, right, a person is born in mazel madim, right, there's a certain mazel of Mars, right, then he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a vicious person, he's a little, little bit ruthless. What does chazal say? Become a shaykhit, become a, become a mile, right? Take your person, take your natural traits, take your abilities, and you're channeling it towards what Hashem wants you to do. Right? Implicit in man's freedom of action, however, is the possibility of wrongdoing. And that's also very obvious, right? If, you, if a person has free will to do good, right, then he has free will to do bad, right? The, the basic challenge of, of, of evil in this world, right? And there's a lot of different types of evil, right? But the idea that a person could be evil, right, at the basic level, well, if you can have a Ramesha Feinstein, then you also have to be able to have uh, this Meshuggah in, uh, in Texas, right? Again, you know, it's, 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 it's teeth, and then uh, this is a shining. Everyone deals with the questions of Ra, but at the basic level, right, that's free will. Man is to subordinate himself of his own free will to the law, which all other creatures have no choice but to obey. Therefore, he alone has the possibility of evading it. Only man could do something Hashem doesn't want him to do. An animal can't do anything Hashem doesn't want him to do. This piece of wood can't do anything Hashem doesn't want him to do. A human being can. Hashem gave him free will. His animal nature, the demands of his body, pose the threat of sensuous lust. Tempted by the pleasurable sensations which God and His own kind associate with the satisfaction of His needs, Hashem made certain things feel good. Right? Hashem wants a person to survive. Hashem made uh, you know eating feel good, procreation feels good. Right? Man may come to see pleasure not as a means but as an end to itself. Right? Because Hashem made certain things feel good, Hashem made a human being with basic drives of physical drives. Right? You're going to begin to pursue that as an end unto itself. Right? Instead of instead of using that to serve Hashem, you're going to think that that's what the purpose is. Man's intellectual eminence poses the threat of pride. Even your intellect. I think I'm so great. Right? His power to dominate all things and to modify them according to his intentions and make him think of himself as the master. Right? So Hashem gave us drives and Hashem gave us free will. Choose to do what Hashem wants. But, implicit, right? but, but you could also not use your free will and you could say, it's all me. Right? Or what's the purpose of life is just eat, drink and be merry. He might come to forget Hashem, to forget that everything belongs to him and was lent to him, meaning Hashem, capital H, and was lent to man only for a specific purpose, right? Hashem gave you things, Hashem is it's a pikadim, right? Hashem of Alba used to not like when people say, you know, I have children, right? You don't have children, right? You were trusted with children, right? Hashem gave you a pikadim of children. And that's not, it's not just possession. Of course, Hashem gives Kenyan, Hashem allows a person to acquire things. But Hashem didn't, it's not your money, right? This is a pikadim Hashem gave you. He gave you a specific task. It's like a company car. Right? The car is not your car, it's a company car. You can't take that car and do whatever you want with it. It's meant to, in the service of the company, right? Everything that you have in life was given to you to fulfill, you know, to fulfill, to fulfill your mission. Right? And he might just come to usurp for himself the right to follow only his own will. Man will reach the greatest depth of degradation when all his efforts are devoted to the gratification of his animalistic urges. And his intellect, instead of being the master, becomes a slave of the animal, serving only its demands. Right? That's again, that is the worst and most degrading person. A human being which is behaving like an animal, which is serving just his physical drives. Right? Rav Hirsch, you know, Rav Hirsch in, in, throughout the Torah, he always, it's very interesting. You know, we tend to look at things like our animal drives, right? We, when we talk about like, things like taiva and, and eating and, and beer, right? It's, it's animal drives. 
and Rav Hirsch is very interesting. Throughout the Torah, it comes up a lot in different mitzvahs. He says, that's actually what we call the, veg- the vegetative, the plant aspect of life. Right? What does a plant do all day? A plant eats and procreates, right? That's all a plant does, right? It's just basically, it's basically a kli which is, is eating, right? It's whatever it is, that's photosynthesis, and it's producing seeds and it's replenishing, right? That's the most basic vegetable, right? An animal is, an animal has a, has, has, has a nefesh, an animal has a spirit, an animal has a personality, an animal has traits, right? But all of those traits, all the things that make it an animal, it uses in the service of procreation and survival, right? So an animal has its, is, is the thing that makes it an animal meshubit to, to the plant aspect, right? And that's why it's the most, that's, that's the idea we have to liber, ever. We have to separate the lower half with the upper half. The upper half is the nefesh, right? The heart, that's the, 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 the traits of a person. By an animal, they're meshubit to the lower half, right? The, an animal uses everything. And animals are very, very incredible. There's a lot of intelligence in animals, right? There's a lot, but the, everything that they do, they're using just to procreate and to survive, right? To catch other animals, to eat, that's all they do. A human being, we have to separate the two, right? We can't, we're not using our personalities in service of, of our vegetation. They both have to serve a, a higher purpose. At this point, man is reduced to the most dangerous beast of prey, for he is armed with intellect, and the world is not safe from his tyranny, right? When a person forgets what the purpose of all of it is, he's dangerous, right? He's a person who has tremendous power, he thinks that he's amazing, he thinks that he's God, and, uh, and, and watch out, and, and, and uh, listen, the world history is, is one long... Uh, one longer lesson in this idea that, uh, right? So the Torah does not record the revelation to man of Hashem's will for mankind as a whole. In other words, we don't know what Hashem told Adam or Noyach or even Avram about what your purpose is, right? You know, we, we've established before that Hashem has to tell you what your purpose is. You have free will, Hashem has to give you the rule book, right? Tell me the rules. The Torah doesn't say what he told Adam other than, of course, Eitz Adas. It doesn't really, right? And why? He says, because such a revelation took place later in a new form for one particular nation, right? Okay, later on, Hashem will tell it to Klai Yisrael, so the Torah doesn't really mention it with regard to everything else. Um, you know, Chazal say that uh, the Wishavim Mitzvah B'nai Noyach, right? Hashem Mitzvah B'nai Noyach, and he, and, he, and, he, uh, and he mentions this in a footnote. It's very interesting. Hashem Mitzvah B'nai Noyach are essentially mitzvahs of, of not doing, right? All the mitzvahs really pretend they're mostly says. Right, right. There's, 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 don't steal, don't kill. Yiliar Rias, um, you know, uh, don't berachas Hashem, ever minachai. Those are essentially mitzvahs of loisase, not of positive. Right? Chazal also said we had this in the daf recently that the mitzvahs mila, right? mila is versus mal and arla. That's also that's placing a limit on his behavior. That's like a loisase, right? Avram Avinu only had the mitzvah of mila. It was later on when Klaisel came into Eretz Yisrael that we have also a mitzvah of priya. Priya is to be Megala Torah, that also is a sign of actually embracing life. That's the positive, right? And that was really, that really, that mission became clearest, you know, when, 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 uh, when Klai Yisrael, uh, you know, when Klai Yisrael came out to the scene. Beforehand, the focus was primarily on what not to do. You know, the, 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 it's interesting also, the Chazal say that the, that the Ovest, right, they would make, they would make matzevas. right? What's a matzeva? Big rock, and they would be Makiv Kabbalah right? And that was Ahav to the Ovest. But for Klai Yisrael, it's Asr Dairaisa to bring a matzeva. You have to build a mezbeach. It has to be built, right? A matzeva is you take something from nature and you dedicate it to Hashem, right? The Hashem before Ma'atar is Hashem really of nature, right? You have to, there's a world, everyone, you know, looked at, uh, you know, a bunch of gods and everything. We recognize that nature comes from Hashem and, uh, and everything that that entails. By the others, it became the positive. It's not just nature, that's that we assume is from Hashem, but it's building up. Now we have to build and dedicate our lives to Hashem. It's the kind of, the, the role kind of changed. The Torah doesn't focus so much on, on that role, the pre-Matan Torah role of the world, but, but essentially, man, man was created for a purpose, to serve Hashem, and so 
that, that, that was still there, right? There was still an aspect of serving Hashem there, right? Everything that happened earlier only served to lead up to this event. We'll get to how Klai Yisrael shows up, but the Torah doesn't focus so much on the pre-Klai Yisrael world because we're in a post-Klai Yisrael world, and so that's what we have to deal with. However, we're told about one educational precept that was given to men. One thing is clear. And through it, we're taught about man and his education by God. Right? There was one mitzvah which Hashem gave man. Now again, the Torah says, La'avda u l'shamra. Hashem put Adam in Gan Eden, La'avda l'shamra, to serve it, to guard it, to protect it. Asay, leisa, say, right? There's a lot more to the pre-Mountain Torah world that the Torah doesn't tell us, because that's not what's important. We're, we're, we're post-Mountain Torah. But the one mitzvah that Hashem did tell us, Hashem gave to Adam, which is what? Don't eat from the Eitzadas, right? Man, with a world of possessions and pleasures at his disposal, is forbidden only one single enjoyment. Don't eat from the Eitzadas. And no reason is given other than such is the will of Hashem. There's no reason. What's, why can't he eat from the Eitzadas, right? It's amazing, beautiful. What's wrong with the tree? Hashem says, don't eat it. There's no reason. You don't have to explain it, right? After all, man was called upon to subordinate himself to this will, to obey it merely because it's Hashem's will, right? That's it, right? That's not to fulfill his will only. And because it strikes us as being right, wise, and good, it could hardly be called obedience to Hashem, right? If it made sense not to eat from the eight sadas, then, then, then you're not listening to Hashem, you're listening to your own mind, right? If everything, right, the, the Kasvi has a line, right? I don't want to serve an Hashem that, that I understand. You know? If everything, if you understand everything, then, well, then what? Then, you, then you're serving yourself, you're serving your own intellect. Right? Don't even answer that. There's no reason. Right? Would it not rather be obedience to yourself? Right? If, if you're serving Hashem because it makes sense to you, well, then there's a certain amount of, of just serving your own intellect. Right? Hashem says, don't even answer that. Why? Because. Right? And everything about that tree told man to eat it. Right? Yet lust and desire tempt us. See how appealing. See how attractive. See how tasty. Right? The, the, what is the right? right? The first thing it says about the fruit is that it's beautiful, by the way. Right? It first points out, right? You see here the idea of beauty. Beauty is an important part of the Hashem put beauty in the world for a reason, right? It tastes good, it looks good, right? Look at it, right? So, so go ahead, eat from the tree. What's the problem? In their wake follows intellectual pride. After all, we too have intelligence, understanding, a mind of our own. Like God, we can know for ourselves what is good and evil, right? That's what the Nachash said. We can be visim kele kim. We can decide what's good and bad, right? We're like, we're like gods. We know what's good and bad. We can use our brain. We're going to do a study. Right? We're going to do a scientific study, a double-blind study, and we're going to decide what's good and bad. We know we can use science to determine good and bad, right? The greatest fallacy, which, which, uh, which, which just doesn't work, right? Without a God, well, what's good and bad? We're going to, our minds are going to figure it out, right? Everyone has their own idea of what's good and bad, right? Nothing is easier. Whatever is sweet must surely be good. Right? After all, the world and everything in it belongs to us. Thus, for man, good becomes what, that, that, that which tastes good, evil only which tastes bitter. This is the story of all sins. Right? This is what the Nachash tells Chava. Right? I, think we, I think I said it earlier. Right? The, the words to, 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 to the Chava are, Af ki kim, mikol right? The way of Hirsch explains it to me is that even if Hashem said don't eat from it, we're not going to eat from all the fruits of the tree? In other words, Hashem said not to eat from it. Yeah, but we also, it looks good, it tastes good. That itself means that that's what we should do, right? Because that's what an animal, for an animal, if it wants to do something, then that's what Hashem wants it to do, right? If something feels good, it has an instinct, then, right? So, uh, you know, a person, uh, if you're attracted to whatever it is, ABC, figure out what, whatever the, 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 right? Okay, so if it's natural, right? That was, they were so excited to try to find a genetic component to Mishkav Zachar, because if it's natural, then it must be good, then it must be right, then how can you say that, right? Just no, it's not like that. Right, Even if you right, if something tastes good, it looks good, it makes sense intellectually. Right, it made a lot of sense to eat from the eitzadas. You know, the, the Gemara talks about what the eitzadas was. You know, one of the sheets is that it was wheat. Right, so I, was, I, th- I, I thought the pshat is 
Wheat is something which a man needs to survive, right? This is basic, basic sustenance. And don't eat, don't eat wheat. I don't know if there was other wheat that he could have eaten. Yes, no, whatever. But the point is, it makes no sense not to even make it us. We have to survive. We want to eat it. Our bodies are meant for it. Everything about it says that we should do it, right? Hashem says don't do it. And why are you not doing it? Because Hashem said not to do it. Right? The, the lachash, which represents chet, which represents the animal aspect of life, tells a person, if you want it, if it feels good, that means that you should do it. Because why not? Right? But the whole idea, the lesson, the, 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 the miss of the Esadas is instructive for us, which tells us, no, if Hashem says that's what's good, if Hashem says no, then that is ra. What is toiv? What is ra? Hashem says eat it, that is toiv. Hashem says he can't eat it, that is ra. Right? And that's, that's it. Whether you understand it or not. Baruch Hashem, Hashem gave us an intellect. He gave us an ability to understand His ways. Right? But that's not why we do things. That's not why we do things. We do things, right? Whether Hashem, right? If Hashem said to do it, then that's why we do it. You know, uh, um, yeah. Okay, so we'll, uh, we'll stop here and then we'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll pick up next week. Uh, next uh, week, yeah. Uh,